Hi, welcome to the Vine Church podcast. We've got a great speaker today. Hope you enjoy. Round of applause. And welcome Mel Thompson, who's speaking this morning. Oh, I knew he was going to do that. Shocking. <laughs> oh, wow. Welcome, everybody. Thanks so much to Aaron for... I feel like it's an honour. We're in total honour to get up here. I'm privileged to speak this morning. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to have to watch not to lapse into synergy mode and do some crazy stuff. Friday nights are pretty wild. So I'll try and tone it down so I'm sensible. And I've got my, I've got my Sunday morning head on, not my Friday night head on. I love God's sense of humour, right? Because when Aaron had said, Mel, would you speak on a Sunday morning? I'm one of these kind of ridiculously overly positive people. Tim gets really cross with me because I'm just like, yeah, come on, let's do it. And then I'm like, ooh, how do we do that? Let's just work it out. It's fine. He's like, Mel, he's thinking of all the, not negative stuff. You're not negative, honestly. Sorry, he's not negative, but he, he thinks about things a lot, and then he thinks about it a little bit more, and then he thinks about it a little bit more, and I'm like, come on, there's no time, we need to get on here. So, yes, we work very differently, but that's what God does, he puts two opposites together, and we make a good couple. Love you. <laughs> Yes, he's awesome. So when Aaron asked me, I was like, yeah, come on. What's the worst that can happen? Until the rota came out and I seen my name actually planted on it. I was like, whoo, how do I do that? How am I actually going to get up here and speak? Um, When I'm doing things at home, in the garden, not that I'm a great gardener, but I do like to tinker about in the garden a bit, or if I go for a walk, God always speaks. I'm sure he speaks to a lot of you in that way. Um, Give you things that can touch our heart, just through simple things. So I thought, I've got loads I could maybe say, you know, God's spoken to me over the years, stuff, testimonies, and things like that. So I had one thing in mind, I love Wonder Woman. Who likes Wonder Woman? Woo! Yes, she is a power lady. It's like, boom, boom. Anyway, I'm not going to do Wonder Woman actions in case I break a hip or something. (laughs) Kind of a bit too old for that. So I kind of thought I had something going on, and then we went on holiday to Car Bridge. Anybody been to Car Bridge? Just a wee bit north of Aviemore. And there's a special place, place in Car Bridge. Anybody been there? Landmark. Anybody been to Landmark? Woo! Awesome place. So we had planned a family trip to Landmark. Um, the weather was awesome. We were like, yes, it's going to be so good. We're going to go to Landmark, have a great family day out. Got there, and there's this massive high aerial assault thing, right? And I'm looking at it like, yeah, they can all do that. I'm not doing that. But I'll do all the other stuff, water slides, and oh, I punched myself in the face. Um, Water slides and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, cut a long story short, Tim, brave Tim, Josh, my eldest son, 17, and Leah, 15, they all went on, no bother. They're like, yeah, let's do this. So they went on, I'm watching, thinking hope they don't say, mum, you need to do that, because I'm not good with heights. Heights are not good. I can do spinny heights, you know, you're up in a, Rose and I went on the beast. Does anybody know what the beast is? One of these crazy, like, I don't know what it is, amusement ride or something like that. Anyway, it spins you up in the air, flings you around, pretty mental. I can do that, just, though I was almost sick after that. (laughs) 
anything, you're standing up high where you're kind of like stationary for quite a bit. That's freaky, right? It's pretty crazy, especially when it's a thin wire, 60 feet in the air. Anyway, watched him and the kids doing it. And they came down naturally like, oh, mum, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. Anyway, I did it. And in that moment when I got up there, God started to speak to me, <laughs> which I was glad about. I'm like, God, you're here. But that's why I want to bring this message to you this morning, because it spoke to me so clearly up there on this high wire aerial assault. And every time I was going around, I was praying. Believe you me, I was praying big time because I didn't like it up there one bit. But I was praying the whole time. And God was speaking to me very, very clearly um, as I was going around. I'm going to have to do two things, right? Watch this. Oh, see if this works. Oh, no. Oh. Oh, back again. That one. Yes. There it is. Anybody want to go? <laughs> so... I don't think this is the exact picture of the one at Landmark, but it's pretty similar. So, it's crazy stuff. You're walking around, it's got all these different obstacles, and you're literally clipped on. You get this harness thing on, it's really attractive. Kind of step into it. And the lady clips you on to this rope wire. And I was fascinated, so get to it. And she slots you onto this system, and she's like, this system is going to keep you really fine. You just follow this system, this connector. I wish I knew the name for it. I was Googling it. I couldn't find it. Anyway, it slid you along, and this wire held onto you, right, the whole way. It was absolutely incredible. How they, how they came up with that was amazing. But as I was going around, God began to teach me some things about what to hold on to, and what to let go of, okay? And I kind of thought, I thought, God, surely you should be letting go and then holding on. He's like, no, hold on first, and then I'll help you let go. So that's what I want to bring you today, some principles about what to hold on to and what to let go of in life. Okay, so walking along this wire system. So you can imagine, I'll explain it a little bit better. The wire is holding you quite high up. So if you look at the picture, you'll see the tall wire here on the top above the girl's head. And then there's all these other bits. This slides you along. And actually, if you let go, you'd be fine. You'd be totally fine. It would actually hold you. But I was absolutely holding on to the rope for dear life. I was totally not reliant on that, that bit there, the bit that actually was holding me on. I was holding on myself, and my muscles were tensing, and Leah and Josh were kind of laughing at me. <laughs> they're like, Mom, you, look at your muscles. They're totally, not that I have much, but they're totally tense. Just relax, relax, relax. Um, so I was working in my own strength, I was holding on, but I should have just let that pressure go and actually hold on to the, um, the weight, the, the wire that was holding it on the top of me. If I'd done that, I could probably could have walked a bit quicker. It took me quite a while to get around. I kept saying to the guy behind me, totally sorry. <laughs> just wait. I'm really, really trying here. So the first principle, we're going to talk about three Three principles of holding on and letting go. Oh, I'll go back the way. First one is hold on to God's strength. Okay. So in Isaiah 41, verse 10, it says, So do not fear, 
for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. When we are fearful, worried, and anxious, and we all get like that, where it doesn't have to be up a high wire, it could be, you know, there's lots of things that can bring fear upon us, or worry, or anxiety. He can carry us through. If we're connected, and we're properly connected in, God will carry us through. Even if we let go of everything, he will carry us through. So this, this wire was my lifeline, but I still was relying on my own strength to get me around that course. <laughs> Sometimes I couldn't actually move on, you know? I was standing, some little loggy bits, that's quite descriptive, eh? Loggy bits. So I'm like, like this. And actually, sometimes I just had to stop. I'm like, I need to move on. That's when I felt a wee tug, a wee tug of this wire. I'm thinking, okay, Mel, remember you're connected. You're not going to die. You're not going to splat on the ground. Remember you're connected. And each time that happened, God's saying, remember my strength. Remember I'm holding you. I'm caring for you. I'm carrying you through every trouble and everything that you are, that you are going through. Okay, so hold on to God's strength. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. How beautiful is that? So when you're holding on to God's strength, let go of fear. Come on, look at this. That's not me, by the way. (laughs) Look at that. Awesome, freedom, woo! This was the skydive bit. I didn't go on this bit. So this is when people climbed up a very large pole and then just jumped off it. <laughs> woo So let go of fear. Um, fear is a liar, right? Fear is a liar. It traps you, it enslaves you, it makes you do all sorts of crazy stuff. That is not what God wants us to to feel like if we put our trust in God and hold on to his strength, fear will disappear, okay? And I mean fully hold on to God's strength. Love conquers all fear. His perfect love casts out all fear. God's amazing. So it's quite funny because when I was going along, Josh and Leah They were so encouraging, actually. They did laugh a little bit, because they're kids, of course, and they think it's funny. But they were quite encouraging the whole way. They were like, Mom, you can do it. You can do it. Don't worry. Leah especially, because she's got a tender heart. She's like, Mom, just do this. And she was kind of guiding me along. And I thought, that's like all your friends. That's like the people you come here with, the people you gather with, the people you meet with regularly, your fellow um, brothers and sisters who are encouraging you. They're helping you along your journey, saying, hold on. Jimmy's amazing. Jimmy's the one. He's always saying to people, hold on. Be strong. Remember where your help comes from. God. So people like that, that you surround yourself, that encourage you and help you, they're cheering you on, and that's um, when Josh and Leah were doing that, that reminded me just of how precious it is to be together and for um, your feather, fellow, feather, your feather, fellow brothers and sisters to encourage you. 
um, along the way. When I was, just a quick point, when I was up on the high wire, I looked down at the one that James had done. James did one which wasn't quite as high, but it was pretty high for him, the wee soul, and he did it. He was amazing. Um, but there was a little girl on it. Don't you love kids? How amazing are kids? They teach you so much about faith and about just going for it, not worrying about anything. And this little girl, she properly knew about letting go. So you're meant to be like balancing along and like making sure, you know, that you tackle everything. She's just like that, sliding along. I was like, she's got it. That wee girl's amazing. She knows about it. Kids really speak to you, don't they, when they... Just, they're so simple with their faith and their, um, and their journey, and I just love that. I love still do my kids' work because I love listening to the little chat, chats you get from the little ones coming out with all their wee faith statements. It's so cute, lovely. Okay, so let me see if I get this right this time. Yeah, oh, I'm going back the way. Okay, so let go of fear. Hold on to God's strength. Let go of fear. In Isaiah 41:13, it says, For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, for I will help you. So it's only when we fully let go and hand God, our, now our right hands mostly, in most cases, there are some lefties, Tim's a lefty, Clara's a lefty, woo-woo. Um, but generally speaking, our right hand is the, is the hand that's the strongest, right? It's the hand that we need to do a lot of things. But God takes that and says, just, just leave it. I'm going to take you. I'm going to guide you along. And don't be, don't be fearful. Um, I just love that. I love that God speaks to us through the sim- simple things. Okay. So... Hold on to God's strength. Let go of fear. Second principle, hold on to God's plans. So in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So I want to encourage you today that no matter what you've been through, once you hold on and grasp that God has an amazing plan for your life. One that's higher, greater, higher, greater than any plan that you can come up with or man can come up with for you. God's ways are higher and greater. Definitely higher and greater than the work of the enemy, that's for sure. God is the master planner. He's our creator. And in the Bible, it says he knitted us together in our mother's womb. I always love that. I quite like knitting. <laughs> I do. It's nice. Any knitters in the house? Where's Kedora? Oh, Jimmy. Yes. Jimmy's amazing. Sally, do you knit too? Yes. I love And it's so creative. It's such a beautiful way to make things. Um, but can you imagine? That's how intricate God made you in your mother's womb. Love that. It says in Psalm 139, verse 13, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Beautiful. So, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you. God doesn't want any harm to come to anybody. No harm at all. I mean, I know people suffer and, and things happen. That's not God's plan. 
The thing is, if we're not holding on to God's plan, that's whenever we kind of open ourselves up for some of this stuff to happen because we're not following his direction. We're not doing what we're designed to do. God made us very special and unique. And each of the plans he has for you have been written way, 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 way before you can even imagine or think. So let's not operate outside of what we have been designed for. God has made us very unique. I'm going to tell you a funny story. It's a Joyce Meyer story. Who loves Joyce Meyer? I love Joyce Meyer. Joyce Meyer has encouraged me this week. I've had podcasts because I've been quite nervous about getting up here. Although I speak at Synergy, it's a different thing altogether. So I want to thank Joyce for um, her encouragement. But she tells this really funny story um, about operating outside what you've been designed for. So she went through a period where in her ministry she was kind of not sure where to go next. You know, it's kind of early doors. And her neighbor was one of these really homely proverbs lady, you know. She made all the clothes for the children. She made all everything homemade. She grew tomatoes or tomatoes as Joyce Meyer calls them. And uh, so Joyce is like, well, I think I'll give that a bash, see if that fits me because I should be a more proverbs lady, you know, let's go for it. Um, so she decides she's going to start making clothes for the kids. She tells it's really funny about how they just didn't like that at all. And she started to grow these tomatoes. Now the tomatoes started to work okay. She was quite proud of them. And when it came to harvest the tomatoes, they were all black. And they'd been infested with like beasts and stuff like that. And Joyce is like, God, I've been praying over these tomatoes, you've anointed me, and my tomatoes are totally failing, yet next door probably doesn't pray over tomatoes. What's the deal? And God said, Joyce, I didn't design you to grow tomatoes, basically. I was like, that's amazing. (laughs) Joyce was never meant to be like that. You know, she was trying to do stuff that um, she was never designed to do, and she wasn't um, working within God's plan at that point, and that's when she went on to develop her ministry um, in different ways. So hold on to God's plans for your life. In Psalm 33, verse 11, it says, But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart through all generations. So the course that I climbed on was a mixture of trials. Every time you got to a little podium bit, it was like, oh man, I literally, my heart sank because it got harder and harder. I was like, oh, why does, why does it just make it straight? <laughs> why do I have to have all these wobbly bits in it? Um, and it was really, I really wished at that point that these bits would stand firm, but they weren't. They were shaking all over the place and so was I. So despite the changes over the generations, God's plans will always stand firm. He doesn't change them. It doesn't matter whether we're the hippie era, the stone age, whatever, um, you know, current era. God's plans will never, ever change. He knows the beginning. He knows the end. And that's, that's it. It's, it's us that need to just fall into those plans. And we need to seek God and ask him to help us by reading his word, by praying, and, and, and lining ourselves up with what he wants us to do. So in a world of uncertainty where change happens all the time, how fast does the world go, right? 
it's like, I don't know whether it's because I'm getting older, but I feel it gets faster. I'm like, oh, you boy. And I work with technology, so when you work with technology, things move pretty quickly, and you have to keep on the ball. But yeah, things move really, really wildly. But one thing remains constant. God remains constant, always. Just like that wire whenever I was up there, that wire that was holding me, it, it didn't change, it didn't wobble, it stayed pretty straight and it was constant, I knew it was there, and that's just like God um, guiding you around in your life. The overwhelming love of God and his heart for every person, it says there, um, the purposes of his heart through all generations, his heart for every person doesn't change. And that is that he wants every person to be reconciled to him and live out the purpose that he had planned from you way back in the beginning. How, how awesome is God? God is the best. Okay, so more about holding on to God's plan. This is a verse that really spoke to me, especially given the current situation that we've had lately who loves connections? Eh? How cool is God at connecting people? We've got Connect Sunday coming up next week. Jimmy's the power connector. How cool is Jimmy at connecting people up? Um, you know, a, an absolute legend at doing that. Um, credible. It's a total gift. And my husband, this is time for wife points. Can I get some wife points? I got wife points for wearing a Sona's own t-shirt on when I was at Rock Nations. Yay! <laughs> I'm going to get wife points, hopefully. But no, Tim is um, an incredible connector. Like, he absolutely amazes me. That's not my gift at all. Um, I, it's, Tim is just incredible. From the very minute I met him, he just had this, and it's such a humble connect. That makes it humble connection. He's humble with it. He doesn't you know, go around talking about it. People often have to remind him of his gift, um, but he does. He, Alco, Miriam are here. Um, all we could go. The story is huge. The amount of things that have happened really is incredible. But that journey for me probably started when I recognised that connection was way back in the chippy days. Well, Tim and I's humble beginning. Woo! In the chip shop. That was how we rocked it, <laughs> didn't we, Tim? And Mrs. Galt's here today. Mrs. Galt used to be our neighbour. Um, lovely Mrs. Galt. And uh, Mrs. Galt used to come in for a fish. Yeah, in Burnt Island. It's so lovely to have you, Mrs. Galt, with us today. <laughs> and in the chip shop, we had some fun times. It's humble, right? Working a chippy, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But God, I believe God did that. Okay, I'll just tell you a quick bit. I was quite, uh, I was quite ambitious at school. I was deputy head girl. I wanted to go to uni, and I was just going to smash the world with whatever. I don't know. I just wanted to make lots of money and be rich. I think that was what my dream was. Pretty shocking. Quite shallow, really. But God. I believe God actually took me out of that and he planted me in a chip shop to show me what it's like in the real world, Mel. So when I met lovely Tim um, over a fish supper, 
what a romance, eh? Some people are like, ooh, we went to this fancy place and I don't know, I was in a ship shop and it was, it was love at first sight over a fish supper. <laughs> oh, we had so many good times and people used to come in and we had some seriously brilliant conversations with people. So it was like a little church, really. We could have some deep conversations. Granted, some of them were probably a bit worse for wear, coming in at like midnight wanting a bag of fritters. And <laughs> you'd be talking to them. But they were open. Like we, we, What's that? Chip Shop Church. Totally. And it was brilliant. We had a great time, let me tell you. But one evening, and I wasn't in this evening, Jimmy Dowds came into the chip shop. And on the little counter, we had some little Bible tracts that Tim's dad would put there. We had the Ten Commandments up on the wall. It was pretty good. (laughs) And Jimmy says to Tim, I'll probably paraphrase this, Jimmy. I'm sorry if I don't get it completely right. But from what I remember, Tim telling me, it was literally, who puts them there, son? (laughs) And Tim's like, eh, uh, my dad, and he's like, all right, um, well, do you believe in that? And Tim's like, well, yeah, I do. So then they got into the conversation, do you go to church? And Jimmy said, if you're looking for a church, come along to the vine. So that was the start, I believe, of a beautiful connection. Jimmy walking in, and what amazing stuff has happened. When we look back over the years, giving glory to God the whole way, how amazing um, he has used that connection to then boom out several other connections because two connectors getting together, amazing, brilliant. It's so incredible. So yeah, chip shop, loved it. Miss it actually, not for the smell and for, <laughs> but we had some fun times and it was it was great. It was great. So hold on to God's plan. In Hebrews 10, 23, 25, it says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope. Better turn my page back. To the hope. We profess, for he who promises is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. I've been loving watching how many people have been really uniting together and meeting together more and more. There's a group on Facebook called Little Blessings. I don't know, is Rebecca Greenhorn here today? No, she's amazing. This girl, she's got twin boys, babies, just one year old, and um, she's got a little girl called Isla, and she started up this group on Facebook just to say, guys, if you need a hand, you know, if you need someone to do your washing, I'll come round and do it for you. I'm like... What are you kidding me? She's got twin boys and a little girl who's not even at school yet. I was like, wow. But she wanted to bless people. She wanted to encourage other mums. And I just thought, how beautiful is that? And then it started to roll this cycle of encouraging one another. People got involved, Mavis and um, lots, lots of people, Katie and people like that. They were just like, do you know what? That's really kind. I'll do this for you and you can do that for me. And they were encouraging each other on and the gift of love and encouragement. I just loved it. It was so beautiful um, how God did that. So let's not give up meeting together. Let's not give up um, blessing each other, sowing into each other's lives 
and encouraging one another. And Jimmy, again, I'm going to, Jimmy's, I'm getting Jimmy points. Well, I get Jimmy points. <laughs> no, but he's doing this time for change. Um, and Aaron's doing the Choose Life 5 stuff. I mean, how cool is that? Connecting stuff up and encouraging people to meet one another, to really share their burdens and to work stuff out with obviously the presence of God. It's going to be um, transformational. Um, so thank God for, for meeting together over coffee or whatever it may be. Okay, so hold on to God's plans. The first one was hold on to God's, remember, strength, and then let go of fear. The second one was hold on to God's plans and let go of stuff. In our lives, I know my life, I have got way too much stuff. And I'm talking about physical stuff, but also we all have emotional stuff and spiritual stuff that we need to get rid of. We need to let it go. We need to marry Kondo it straight out. Who, who's heard of Marie Kondo? Yes, Marie Kondo. She says, if it doesn't bring you joy, get rid of it. So how much stuff are you holding on to today that you don't need, that's dragging you down, that's replacing what should be God's plan and God's guidance and God's strength, how much stuff is weighing you down that you need to let go of? And we're going to get an opportunity at the end to do that. It could be past hurts, attitudes, addictions, pride. So how much are you holding on to Then you can't hold God's hand, right? So if I've got loads of stuff like I have just now <laughs> in my hand, I can't hold on to God because I'm holding on to other stuff. So we need to get rid of that. In Ephesians 4, 22 to 24, it says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. So let's get rid of stuff. And there might be some people here today that want to get a new self. And we'll, we'll come to that at the end as well. God, Jesus wants to replace what you don't like. And he wants to give you new hope, new stuff, good stuff. Like the clothes swap. Who went to the clothes swap? Recent clothes swap. Yes, how good was that? Isn't that a good feeling to get rid of old stuff but get new stuff? I like that. But I had to clear my wardrobe, which isn't easy to do because you hang on to stuff, right? I've got dresses in my wardrobe that I haven't worn for years and I'm thinking, why are they there? Why to actually, and it's not until you have a clothes swap or something that you actually think, do you know what, actually, is this something I'm going to wear again? Can I fit into it? That's another factor, but let's not go into that. Um, and, you know, I need some new stuff. Well, God's the new stuff. But instead of recycling the old stuff, he doesn't do that. He doesn't, he's not into that at all. He just ditches it. He takes it and Jesus nails it to the cross. Amen. Fabulous. So we need to let go of stuff. Okay, this is the last principle. Hold on to God's grace. Who loved that song that Lindsay led us so beautifully in? 
Good Grace. I love that song. And that song was played over and over again at Rock Nation. So after God gave me the word on the high wire, that song came on at Rock Nations, and I was like blown away with it. I was like, God, your grace, if anything, I will hold on to your grace, which will carry me through. Grace is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And quite often we take it for granted in church speak, we're like, yeah, grace of God, grace of God, grace of God. But do you really know what it means? Grace means unmerited favor of God towards us. Okay, that means God moving heaven and earth to rescue us and save us. Even though we don't deserve it, he loves us that much that he sent Jesus, his only son, to die on the cross so that we could be reconciled to him. How amazing is that? I mean, if my father-in-law always says, oh, if I was God, I couldn't, I mean, I would never come up with a plan like that. I would just be like, get, get rid of the lot of them. <laughs> They're all dodgy. <laughs> And he's right. I think if we were in charge, we wouldn't think of a plan like that. But how beautiful, how, and it's just, I mean, you could go on forever talking about God's grace. It is so, so beautiful. In Ephesians uh, 2, verses 8 to 9, it says, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's a gift from God not by works so that no one can boast. So it's, it's not striving. It's not, you know, working at it. God gives it to us as a gift, a beautiful gift, the one that we don't deserve, but he gives it to us anyway. And I love that so, so much. God's grace. So hold on to God's grace. It's a beautiful thing. And let go of shame. Let go of shame and disgrace. Don't hold on to shame. Jesus nailed shame to the cross. He didn't want us to stand and go, oh yeah, thank you Jesus. I'm still so ashamed. It's like, no, 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 no. He's taken it. He's nailed it. He's saying, no more will you feel, feel like that anymore. I've replaced your shame um, for glory. Okay, and it says here in Psalm 34, 4 to 5, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from my fears. Those who took to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. That's a beautiful verse. I love how God comes in and just blasts it with his grace. But we need to let go. There's no point in and still hanging on to it. It's gone, no matter how big you might think that is. There's a form of art in Japan called kintsugi. Let me see if I can get that up. Kintsugi. Amazing. So when a bowl, teapot, or precious vase falls and breaks into pieces, we normally just throw it away. But in Japan, they use a special gold lacquer and they piece it back together again to show its beauty. They want to highlight the brokenness. They want to highlight that as part of a story about that vase or that object. They don't want to discard it. They want to show it. And it says here, broken objects are not something to hide, but to display with pride. And that's what God's grace is. See the gold? That's God's grace mending you together and making, turning something that was shameful into something of great beauty. Um, the Japanese are cool, aren't they? 
love it. They've always come up with amazing stuff. So, in Isaiah 61, verse 1 to 2, says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. And then on to verse 3. And provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. How beautiful is that? Beauty for ashes. Just like this, the beautiful bowl there that was broken. It's mended back together. God is good. Yes, he is. He's awesome. Okay. There is more grace in Jesus than there is sin in you. I heard this at Rock Nations and I thought, that is, I mean, you've been, I've been a Christian for years and years and years and sometimes just like blown away by something and I'm like, wow, God, you're amazing. So through Jesus, God released an abundance of grace and he wants you to know that it's all fully covered by his grace. God is madly in love with you. Some people might struggle with that. They're like not seeing God like that, but he is madly in love with you. Just like that song, Good Grace says, he's madly in love with you. Where chains are broken, the obstacles fall down. Grace overcomes and glides us to victory. When I was going around that course, it's my last, I'd be glad to know. I'm trying to watch the timer. Oh, golly. Right. Um, so when I was gliding around the course, well, not gliding, I wasn't gliding, I was stumbling. But anyway, there were loads of these kind of ropes and chains that were kind of getting in my way. I was like, oh, this is bad enough, get out of my way. So I believe God's saying there's chains that need to be broken. They need to be broken in order for you to glide smoothly in God's grace. So the things that are holding you back, things that tangle you up and get you stuck in your journey, God wants to break these um, in completely so they're not in your way any longer. So I think we're going to get the band back up. That's okay. So we've been talking about holding on to God's strength, letting go of fear, holding on to God's plans and letting go of stuff. Hold on to God's grace and let go of shame. So what I want everyone to do, and I hope you feel comfortable doing this, so apologies, but I just want you to open your hands up. Some people, if you're quite new to church, you might see a lot of people opening their hands up like this when they're worshiping. That's us letting go of stuff. That's us letting go of things we need to give to God. And I just encourage everyone just now to open your hands just, just like that. It's just a simple, a simple thing. And just, I'm just going to pray for everyone here. God, we thank you for your grace, God. And Father, as we open our hands, Lord, we let go today of stuff, God. You may need to speak to us through the week of what stuff that is. But right now, God, we let go, Father, so that you can hold our hand, Father God. We want to let go of all the pride, the, the shame, the, 
Whatever it is, God, we just want to let go of that, Father, so you can hold our hands and you can take us and lead us with your righteous right hand, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you are a good, good God and your grace is abundant, Father. Thank you for that. And I ask you, Lord, to bless everybody here. And we're going to sing good grace. Um, But before we sing, I just want to let you know about... um, a team of people we have. We've got the First Steps team that are here. Um, we've got Alco. Um, I can't see anybody. Oh, got Al- Tred- uh, Eddie and I was going to say Treddy and Ina. Eddie and Trina. And they're our First Steps team. They are amazing, guys. So if you want to know any more about God's grace and about Jesus and what he can do, to set you free. I encourage you to go and speak to these guys because I think you need to spend time speaking to someone to, um, and, and before, you know, before you give your heart to God, I think it's important. So I encourage you to go and speak to these guys. If you want to speak about anything that I've talked about as well, please do free, feel free to come up um, and talk to me at the end or the First Steps team as well. So we're going to sing Good Grace. We're going to sing it with all our hearts as we let go of all the stuff. Um, but thank you. Thank you.